Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is episode number seven of the Profitology Podcast with Claudia Chan, author of This Is How We Rise. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are going to leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the Profitology Podcast. I am excited to bring you yet another fantastic episode today. This has been such an amazing journey, bringing this podcast live to you with all of your awesome support. I cannot thank you enough. We are so thrilled that you guys are enjoying the episodes, you're enjoying our guests, and you're getting so much value out of the episodes. So keep those reviews coming, keep connecting with me on social, make sure that you jump in to our free community, the Profitpreneur Circle on Facebook, because I want to connect with every single one of the listeners of this show. So as you know, because I've mentioned this several times, I am extremely picky about who I invite to be a guest on the Profitology Podcast. And today is no different. Back in, I think it was November or December, I went to an amazing conference with one of my good friends and mentors, Allie Brown. It was the iconic conference. And one of the keynote speakers there was this amazing, brilliant woman named Claudia Chan. And Claudia has written a book, This Is How We Rise, How to Reach Your Highest Potential, Empower Women, Lead Change, and Lead Change in the World. And I was listening to her speak and I said, I've got to get this woman on, on the podcast. And so today I am thrilled to bring to you a really phenomenal, extremely candid and poignant interview with Claudia Chan about how you can be a leader in your industry and also in the world. Here we go. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast, Miss Claudia Chan. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. So it has been such a wild ride in the last you know, six months since I met you at Iconic, and then you and I got to spend a good chunk of time together at the Iconic IP retreat. And behind the scenes, we talked a lot about the exciting stuff that you've got going on in the movement that you are creating. And you guys know who listen to this podcast, I love myself a movement. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your background, how you got started in this, and just kind of an overview of what you're up to in the world. Great. Yeah. So let's see, I had started my company, She Global. Well, I've actually been in the women's space pretty much since I was out of school, all girls high school, all women's college. And in the first 10 years of my life, 
from 25 to 35, I ran, it was the era of sex in the city, you know, where women crave fashion and beauty and, you know, meeting Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Big. Mr. Big. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, in that world, built a multi-million dollar company by the time I was 20 years old, but hit a point in my life where I felt like I had material success, but really lacked purpose and a higher meaning. And my business partner and I were going through change. We, we didn't have the best relationship. And I went sort of soul searching and started really studying the state of women and girls in the world and was just sort of shocked at what I learned. So I guess 15-ish years ago, and you know, women were you know, 3% of Fortune 500 CEOs, the pay, the pay gap of making 70 cents to the man's dollar. And overall, you know, just self-esteem issues and eating disorders and just really it just shocked sort of at like, okay, this is the state of women and girls in like the most developed world, like like America. And then in the third world, just a whole other level of issues, whether it's you know, forced prostitution, maternal mortality, women dies like every 90 seconds due to child rearing issues, to gender-based violence. And I was just, you know, I'd grown up in New York City, Manhattan, had this all women's empowerment, you know, education and like in this fashion, fun lifestyle, you know, media event company. And here I was just sort of shocked that like, this is, this is really where the state of women and girls are. And why is that? And that sent me about this time, I'm in my early thirties and uh, about to turn 35 and just realizing that most of media and most of marketing, everything out there was really celebrating, you know, what women wore and what women looked like and more about more vapid and material um, meaning. And I realized that we really have to change media and we really have to change what's, what's on TV, what's in magazines and what's accessible to women because you can only be what you see, right? You can't be what you can't see. And so just realized I needed to shift from this women's entertainment space and move into women's empowerment. And so that really set the vision for She Global, which at that point, this is uh, 2012. And I would say that was sort of also the beginning of what I call the fourth wave of feminism. If you think about it, women haven't even had the right to vote yet for 100 years. That'll be next year, 2020. And so at that period, I just thought to myself, I need to take all these events and women's entertainment and shopping parties that I do and my ability to work with corporate brands and getting them to sponsor these programs. I need to take that platform and move it into the women's empowerment, women's leadership space and expose women to female role models so that they can basically realize and become what they see. So that was the birth of She Global Media and the She stood for She Helps Empower. And I launched it with a conference called She Summit. And for the first several years, I mean, and, and then Lean In came out, you know, Sheryl Sandberg's book came out in 2013. And, you know, Beyonce's a feminist, you know, the VH1 Music Awards, yeah. she does a, does yeah. a massive performance. You know, Malala is an international symbol for girls' education and girl empowerment you know, really on all levels, like female entrepreneurship started booming, you know, so it's really, it was really like, I mean, like leading up to almost the first female president to, to basically the women's march and the Me Too movement. So if you really look at like 2012 to now, like the last several years has really been this like women's revolution, right? You know, your movement, Kelly, is very much, you know, empowering women entrepreneurs, right? And really helping, uh, I know, I'm sure you focus on all entrepreneurs, but you know, women and like, that's a movement in and of itself, right? Like the unleashing of female entrepreneurs and also just leaving corporate America because women can actually define their own destinies. It's the barrier to entry to start a business today is not what it used to be, especially with social media and all the, all the resources we have to us. So basically that's really, that was the beginnings of She Global was really you know, launching this conference. And we've had over 500 speakers to date. We've convened tens of thousands of people. We've activated thousands of people 
to realize that they can be leaders and change makers, whether they're in corporate life or whether they have their own business, they could lead change for women's issues and change the world. You know, and one of the things that that I love about this, and you know, I talk about this a lot on our podcast or our Facebook shows, or just you know, even within my own communities, 2012 seemed to be a really pivotal time for a lot of business owners, and especially, and this is something we talked about at Iconic. You know, there was something about 2012, and there was something about 2015, where a lot of us who are leaders in our industries started to make some pretty dramatic shifts and to really have you know, what I would call really kind of like a self-evolution, a self-reawakening where we were like, wait a minute, you know, that's exactly how the profitology process came about. Cause I was doing something similar in my own business where I was saying, hey, wait, wait a minute. Like the way that this is going down is not really working out for people. And it's definitely not working out for me. And we need to do things differently. It's funny. I just wonder kind of what it was about that specific time that so many women on the planet started having these awakenings and these evolutions and started to switch their business life trajectory. Yeah, totally. Their entire life trajectory. I can't speak this morning in order to start to really serve the world in a more powerful way and align their businesses with their purpose. Exactly. And I think that in so many ways, right? I mean, given social media, and I think even when you look at that long ago, I mean, I know Facebook was around. I don't think Instagram was, but given you know the world in many ways, the 20, I would say the 21st century, this is really the first where feminine traits and you know resources out there that enable transparency and you know where you could actually create a business with Facebook and Instagram and actually be transparent and actually be real and purpose-driven and meaningful. You know, it really gave us technology and social media really gave women and people the opportunity to do that. And in many ways, success today is really very much driven by feminine traits. So there is this whole female revolution and this is the most exciting opportunistic time for women and especially women entrepreneurs. And say a little bit more about that. Why is it that you think that is? Do you think it really does have to do so much with the ability for social media for us to be able to get our voices heard and get our messages and our mission out into the world? Yeah. I mean, if you look at like traditional business and you look at traditional structures out there, you know, whether it's the government or a corporate job, you know, really all those traditional structures were really designed for men, right? Like in a way, society and humanity was designed for men to work and women to stay home. That is sort of where we come from. And if you think about it again, you know, we haven't had the right to vote for yet for a hundred years, which is insane, right? Because we just think that we really are, women are really one of the first or second generations of women like in this time to actually really have the opportunity to rise in all areas of our life and have this unlimited success. And so I feel like, you know, when you look at masculine traits of don't show vulnerability, black and white, church state, you know, don't show weakness, be strong, be assertive, be aggressive, right? If you think about masculine traits versus feminine traits, which are communication, collaboration, empathy, compassion, vulnerability, transparency, then there is research out there too. My friend, uh, John Gerzma wrote a book called The Athena Doctrine, which actually they researched the most successful people around the world. And it's feminine traits today. It's those feminine traits that actually make up success and define success today. Like even in corporate America and in a a workplace culture or an entrepreneurial culture, it's got to be more feminine traits driven in many ways in order to have success, especially to retain women and to also 
retain and hire young people. I mean, you know, we're just in, a, in an era now where people want purpose, they want meaning, they want those values, because it's, hey, you know, you give half of your life or more to your work. So and our future is going to be more successful with a model that is more feminine traits driven or, or a combination of the two. It's got to be more gender balanced. But really, in a way, I talk about in my book that humanity is not operating at its potential because it's human beings are not. Because we've been living in such a, uh, a time where there has been you know, lack of gender parity, but now things are changing. And women are redefining. And if you look at SoulCycle and you look at Spanx or, you know, all these brands out there, right, where women are experiencing issues, whether they're, say, at home, whether they're in corporate, whether they're entrepreneurs, like they're experiencing issues in their life and career that they're realizing, wow, like this is a white space, like somebody needs to fix this. And they're actually out there creating businesses and and initiatives now that are solving those problems that they're experiencing, right? And like, so if you look at even like so many of the successful businesses, even your business, right? Like we're all creating businesses to solve problems that either we've been through or we're seeing other people go through. That is exactly how I created the profitology process. I looked at it and the way that business was being taught, you're absolutely right. In fact, actually, when I was reading, this is how we rise, which by the way, you guys is Claudia's book, pick it up. It's phenomenal. You talk a lot about whole life leadership. And the way that I even developed the profitology process was specifically designed as a new framework to build businesses that work for us so that we as the entrepreneurial leader become the receivers of the benefit of the business, not us constantly feeding our businesses which is obviously a more feminine way of doing business because like many of my listeners, I had done the whole hustle and grind and work, 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 and I can do it. You know, I can be a happy little doer, but my body burns out, my energy burns out, my spirit burns out. And then I was creating for myself a complete life burnout. I had a question poised to me, which I've I've shared before, which is how much life are you willing to trade for this? And it was a pivotal moment. And that actually happened right around 2012 when I said, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way for us to build businesses that work to help us have our ideal life, not us working for our business. And that is so much of what you talk about. When I was reading your book, I was having chills, especially when you start talking about whole life leadership. Yeah. So I love, I love where this conversation is going because again, what makes a successful life and career and business, the old model was not sustainable. This is what's so exciting about women now, like the rise of women entrepreneurs and really redefining what success looks like and what does it take. And so we need a new definition of leadership and a new definition of you know what it takes to be successful, right? That is really rooted in this whole life integration concept and so that's very much what the book talks about, that it's not just leadership, like typical leadership, it's, it's one dimensional, you think leadership and you think, okay, that is, you know, leading a team or, you know, in a corporate setting, or I have to be the CEO, the very masculine sort of like non-appealing, non-accessible definition when you think like, oh, like, so you probably have so many entrepreneurs, right, that are listening to your podcast. And how many of them really resonate with the fact that I'm a powerful leader? We need this new definition of leadership that is not only more purpose-driven, but also whole life integrated and also inclusive. 
And I'm going to sort of break that down with you. So whole life meaning that I think of leadership as not just leading career well or your business well, but leading your whole life well. And to really start looking, taking our business skills and looking at all of our different areas of our life. I'm like, what are your life departments? Like, what are the departments that make up your life chart? And so for me, there is my self-care and my health, because if I break down Everybody else says that could be like one department. There's my marriage with my husband and making sure that I'm giving time and attention to that department. There's parenting and my kids. I've got two little ones to my company and my team, and which is also my social impact in the world to my finances or my home foundation or my community of friends. I know that those are all the areas that make up my life that I want to put attention and intention towards at any state or any place, given where I am, I'm usually focused on, you know, two or three departments, because right now, for example, I'm going through a nanny change, right? Like, so that could be like high up right now, or my business is going through some innovation. So that could be a priority right now, whereas something else could be totally cruising, but I still have my eye on it. And the reason why I I think and lead this way, and I'm encouraging this new methodology of leadership for all, everyone, especially entrepreneurs to embrace is so that we make sure that we're not focusing on something at the sake of something else. Because often in entrepreneurship and in our work, something gives, right? It's like your health or your marriage or your finances or something or your social community, something is giving. And this way, it's sort of teaching all of us to be more integrated and holistic in our approach so that we can thrive holistically. 1,000%. You know, one of the things at the center of the profitology process, I talk about the profitology CEO And one of our core mantras in that is part of your job description as the CEO of your business is that you must take care of your largest business asset, which is you. So I have all of my my entrepreneurs literally put that in their job description as the CEO. How are you taking care of you? Because we forget that. And especially us, I think as women, and I know I'm guilty of this. I know you're in a stage right now where you're in the middle of launching some really incredible stuff. And we've just gone through an incredible launch with our podcast and our new Profitology Digital Campus and all these things. And you're right, things like they fall off the plate. Our mutual friend, Amanda Tress said to me, you know, when's the last time you worked out? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, good call. All right. You called me out on it. I got to get back. I got to get back on it. You know, get back on the Peloton immediately. Um, But we, you know, I think that we can do that, especially if we don't have that framework and we don't have that commitment to ourselves, like you said, to keep an eye on all of the balls that make us the leader that we need to be in all areas of our lives and who we need to stand for as leaders in the world and in our businesses. Correct. You know, running a business and driving profit to, you know, managing, you know, our families, our health, our passions, our purpose. It's a lot in many ways, like being an Olympic athlete, right? Where, you know, we are all so, especially I know that this is the audience that's listening is we're such passionate, ambitious people. And, you know, we are going for our highest potential. And so you really do need to be like an athlete, you know, when you think about driving and managing all of this and really think of yourself as a leader and then also assess, okay, in departments A and B, I definitely need a coach or financial advisor, or I need an assistant, like thinking about I don't want this part. I'm not the best at this part of my life. For example, somebody could be, you know, not great at managing finances, right? So it's really thinking about, you know, this is my zone of genius or these areas and where else do I need the help and the support so that I can lead and manage this whole life well. It takes a lot and it is, it is extremely hard to, I think, our self-care and, 
And it's not just physical health and diet and nutrition, but it's also mental health. And financial health too can, is obviously up there as well. So we really have to focus on it like Olympians. <laughs> so otherwise it could be our weakest muscle. And you know, it's funny, you and I were talking before the podcast. So as we're recording this, I said to, to Claudia, I'm in the middle of a, of a launch right now. And I said, I, I'm bouncing to Cabo tomorrow. And this is exactly why you guys, this is exactly why I, in the middle of a launch, I said, I got to go, I got to go reconnect with myself. I need to be in the ocean. I need to be in the sun. I need to go and do yoga on the beach and drink coconut juice, <laughs> you know, coconut water. Like it's I, so huge. Yeah. I think one of the things that's really hard for women, we do have a tendency to put everyone else first, the husbands, the, you know, the partners, the kids, the pets, the business, the clients. And a lot of times we prioritize ourselves, it, not intentionally, but we just keep moving down the chain to the bottom of the list. And as leaders, that is the worst thing that we can do for everyone else. Because if you don't have you, no one has you. Yeah, I think a lot of it too, as we talk about women, and I, it's so interesting too, and doing, you know, doing advisory and coaching with really powerful female and just, just leaders in general, uh, a lot, a lot of clients in the corporate space, but, and just in talking to so many people and doing the conference for so many years and engaging thousands of people and hearing stories is that at the end of the day, when it comes to self-worth and it comes to our self-esteem, like everybody's got stuff that when we, when we make poor decisions for ourselves, right, or we have, or we lack confidence in certain areas, or we're not really treating ourselves what we're really worth, it's all connected to something. It's all connected to some sort of poor limiting belief or belief that we might have, something that's connected to our worthiness, and everybody's got it, right? And so I always find that, you know, when we put ourselves last, or we have guilt, or so much of that is so self subconscious that you know we really need to sort of, sort of step back. This is why to really be successful leaders, we need to do that personal growth, and we need to make sure that whether it's a therapist, whether it's a life coach, whether it's a best friend, or just somebody that can hold space for you to actually work that stuff out, because everybody's got it. And I think that we try to be superheroes and we try to do it all and like like shove that stuff in the suitcase in the closet. But it always shows up, right? It always shows up and manifests in some area of our life. So that's the other thing as all of us grow our businesses, lead our businesses, lead our families, lead our health and, and want to have this best life. We need to also be honest with ourselves and, the, and our vulnerabilities and, you know, the areas where we do really need the support and need to not neglect. And one of the things also, you know, and Allie talks about this a lot is we as women who are on this type of trajectory. So if you're a woman who's listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, these two make so much sense. Like everything Claudia is saying, you know, and you're already on Amazon getting her book, which you should. One of the things that I think is so important is women who are in and on this trajectory of leading a purpose-driven business, of leading change in their industries, we need more support than ever before. I see a lot of women who are still trying to do all the things themselves. You know, I've got these women who I'll consult with and they'll come to me and they're running, you know, one or two corporations. They are leading giant movements. They're traveling around the world and then they're still doing their own grocery shopping and cleaning the house on Sundays. And I'm like, okay, stop. 
you need to get support, get a personal assistant, get a housekeeper, get a nanny. If that's something that feels good to you, you need to get that level of support. I heard Ali say this and I just thought it was so funny. She said, look, you, you can't lead a global movement and then worry about whether or not you defrosted the chicken for dinner. It is. And I, and I think that this idea, I know you said the CEO of your business, but I also think it's, it's being the CEO of your life. And if you are, and I know that this is the audience that's listening is because these are all like successful entrepreneurs or, or business minded people, right? So that business mind that you have strategic planning, what is my annual plan? What are all the things that have to get done? You have to take that thinking and that's the strategic business skills to your whole life. And to really say, okay, I'm outsourcing that. I'm going to hire somebody for these hours. The way you scale a business, like how do I scale my life? How do I make all of this more efficient? And so it's really taking those business marketing planning skills to your whole life. And Hey, you know, if you need to hire, like if you have in sync with your spouse or your partner and like the kids are going crazy, you need to like lock an office room or like a hotel weekend and do like a one day retreat with your partner Day one is like, okay, let's go through every life department yes. and the next six months or the next year and what needs to happen. What are, what's your role? What's my role? And then, and then day two is like, you know, spa and romance or whatever. Like you really do need to carve and, and sort of run your life like you run a business. I love going grocery shopping. Like for me, I actually enjoy it because it actually gets my shopping fix in and gets me like in a whole different environment. Sometimes like I get creative when I'm in a, in a random you know, a grocery store, if I'm at Whole Foods or something, and I don't do it often, I usually outsource and deliver everything. But sometimes I just want to go to the grocery store to just do that for myself. And like, because it's like fun for me, and it just gets me out of my, you know, gets me out of the office and out of my head. Finding- I am all about yeah. Instacart, sister. Like, <laughs> I have everything, like, I literally have my life set up that if I didn't want to leave my house for like a month, I, that would be fine. Like, I wouldn't need to. I've got the naturopath that comes to my house, my massage therapist, my spiritual healer comes to my house, Instacart delivers my groceries. I got this dialed. I think that that is also really, you know, that is a model where so many people could learn from that, right? And and everybody's different. I think that, you know, you are truly operating, you've got things outsourced, like you are at an efficiency level. And I think that for many people, you know, they could use that. And for some people, but some, for some people, they need to also have that human touch, right? They need to have that. They need to be moving around and, uh, but it's finding out what works for you and what makes you happy and what makes you thrive and, and puts you in the best energy so that you could show up, you know, as the best team manager, as the best partner and business driver and, you know, for your clients, for your kids, for all of it. You know, you also talk about this concept of inclusive leadership. What does that look like? So really, you know, it's interesting because because there's a term diversity and inclusion, which is, you know, right now, given, you know, women's equality and even when we look at race in this country, right, like Black Lives Matter and all the different sort of social issues that have been when you watch the news and everything that's sort of showing up in this Trump era, you know, and like where we are today as a country, we need to make sure that, you know, our workplaces, our communities and our companies and our you know, our marketplaces, like everything is really representing diversity because our country is diverse and the world is diverse. And that if we all want to be successful and we want to make sure that everyone, like all of humanity thrives, like we, it's sort of getting everybody to think about the fact that the world is diverse. We all come from different backgrounds. And so that when we create a business, we're hiring a team or engaging customers or thinking about who we want our customers to be, 
and right now I'm speaking like from an entrepreneurial perspective is to actually like think inclusively, think about the fact that, Hey, do I have diversity? Like who are my customers and who I really want them to be? And like, what is that diversity? Like, you know, more millennials are my clients or Gen Xers are my clients. Is it more married people for my team? Is this all white people? Is this all women? Like, do I want to have like, you know, it's just, it's being thoughtful about, you know, who, who, what is the community that I'm in and how do I make sure that what I do as a business, when I show up at the PTA at my kid's school, or like I'm, you know, building a team or I'm, you know, marketing to new customers, right? It's just think it's being proactively thoughtful about, you know, the diversity of the people and to lead and communicate in a way where you're not necessarily you know, making judgments or assumptions, right? That you're really creating the space for other people to show up authentically as who they are and that you're being inclusive of them, if that makes sense. It's broken down into like me and we. So it's showing up and leading in a way where I'm creating the space for other people to truly show up as as their authentic whole self so that they can really be successful in the community working with my company. And then separately, am I showing up as my true self? Like, am I showing up as my true self and am I being authentic? And I always say that, you know, every single human being on the planet, there's so much genius mm-hmm. and potential in all of us. So even if you're building a team, right? And let's just say that you have a, you know, a, a Latin American person or a European person, or I don't know, like um, a, an LGBT person, right? That, that, that works for you or that's in your community. It's, like we, everybody has gifts and talents. And so when we show up in a way that, that really doesn't get, we don't get to know them and we don't, and we're not allowing them to show up. It's like, we're, we're missing out on unleashing their potential. And even for you, like you truly show up in your business, Kelly, as who fully you are. And that's what makes your company so successful. Like you're inclusive in the brand essence of your company, right? Cause you're giving your company truly who you are and you're being transparent about it. Again, it back to the female traits and back to the future of what, what makes up a more successful businesses, more successful workplaces, more successful humanity is a world where we can show up as our true selves and we can create the space for other people to show up as their true selves. Because everybody has to feel like they can belong. You want people, we want to feel like we belong to truly, again, give the best inside of us and to feel the most fulfilled. I love it. I love it. So you've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Do you want to tell them a little bit about what you've got coming up and where they can find out more so that they can connect with you? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, just for the listeners as entrepreneurs is that all of you are leaders. And that my mission is to empower all of you to like reach unlimited success in your business, in your whole life. And, and really that means empowering you to rise as be a part of this new generation of leaders. And so shesummit.com, which is our annual conference, it's a leadership conference that we've been doing for so many years. Our fall conference is going to be in November. So if you go to shesummit.com, you'll get the details for our eighth annual conference details. If you want to come to New York and come to that conference or buy the live stream and watch it from where you are. The second thing is we're launching courses. So you're going to see uh, we've got a How We Rise leadership course that will actually give you the you know from nuts to bolts walk you through whole life leadership and 13 pillars of leadership that you can develop and cultivate from purpose, vision, resilience, courage, mindfulness, all the different pillars to help you lead and, and have this unlimited successful life and business and career. And so we're going to have my How We Rise leadership course, as well as inclusive leadership courses. If you're really growing your team and you're expanding, 
So yeah, so we're just really excited about the new summit.com where you can get access to our conferences and, and, and our courses. And of course, there's my leadership podcast, the How We Rise Leadership Podcast. So that's something you can download now. And just, I would definitely start with episode one and let me take you on your leadership journey. I love it. I love it. You guys, you can find out more about Claudia Chan, her She Summit, and learn all about how to connect with her on social media, how to get tickets to her conference, and where to buy her book. If you go to the Profitology Podcast website, we'll have all of those links available for you there, profitologypodcast.com. Claudia, thank you so much for being with us today. This has been such an awesome conversation and I'm sure there's more to come. I've got several things I want to chat with you about so that you can bring your gifts and your genius to our community. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share this show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. This is how we reach more entrepreneurs just like you around the world. Also, I'd like to continue the conversation with you about all things profitology. So please join me and your fellow profitpreneurs in our free Facebook group. You can find us at profitpreneurcircle.com. I frequently go live in our community to share tips, trainings, and innovative profit acceleration strategies, as well as resources that can help you accelerate your results in your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.